Files Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Rashawn, and I'm here with Mella, Josh, and Lacey. First and foremost, Happy New Year again. Thank you for pressing play. If you like what you hear, whatever podcast platform you might be on, do us a favor and hit like, subscribe, follow, give us some support, give us a review, tell us how you feel. Find us on social media at Cinephile Attack. And if you find it in your heart to support this endeavor, these four crazy people on a mic talking about movies, head over to buymeacoffee.com slash WCA. Your support means everything. Just being here listening to us means a lot. Uh, we love you guys. Thanks for being here. Hey, friends. Hey. Hey. How are we doing? Good. 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 Fresh 2023. What's been going on? What have we had our eyes on? The week of this recording, Lacey and I are set to knock out like all of the December movies we've missed. So, yeah, we're in a, a mad dash to our best of the year episode. So, mm-hmm. we have a lot to watch in the next week. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about Bob's Burgers. We watched the this current season's Christmas special like I don't appropriately have words for how good the episode was it wasn't just a perfect Christmas episode like it was a perfect episode of television and even if you don't watch Bob's Burgers I encourage you to go watch this episode because it is moving it is funny it is it's the epitome of the show in 30 minutes it's so well done I haven't cried this hard since the Fry's Dog episode of Futurama at a TV show. Without it being sad. Well, it wasn't, yeah, it's not sad mm. at all. I started Wednesday. <gasps> today, actually. Uh, I've just, I was just slacking, honestly. We got so much to watch and so little time. So I feel such FOMO because the moment has passed when everybody's <laughs> no. like, are you watching Wednesday? And I'm like, not yet. I will, I swear. And I mean, yeah, I just like blew right through like the first two episodes. And I was like, okay, hold on, hold on. It's very good. Jenna Ortega, I mean, I think she's phenomenal. I think mm-hmm. she's just like such a star. I love the Christina Ritchie that she's in it. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's just great. It's just fun. The callbacks to like the actual Adam Family movies or the comic, whatever callbacks it is. They're great. I recommend if you haven't seen it. Speaking of crying, I saw a movie called Spoiler Alert. How was it? I adored it. I I really, really liked it. This is, um, actually didn't really realize this until I was watching it, but it's biographical movie about Michael Osiello, who I had followed forever. Um, he worked for TV Guide and then he created his own website called TV Line where he kind of got the scoop on yeah. all the great 
yeah, TV shows that would come out. He'll talk about Grey's Anatomy next week and what happens. And this movie is about him falling in love and marrying the love of his life, who eventually succumbs to cancer. It's That's the first shot of the movie. It's also called Spoiler Alert. So, But even knowing that going in, it works. Like a, a real good old-fashioned tearjerker, when it works, it works. And it, it got me... I think Ben Aldridge is a star. He's phenomenal. Um, he's great in this. I can't wait to see him in uh, Knock at the Cabin. Sally Field, though, incredible. I mean. She plays Ben Ben Aldridge's mother. And, um, yeah, it just works. It works, it works, it works. I, I, I'm a fan. I'm interested. To, I mean, the the backing financially in terms of ad ad space and advertising that bros got i only i only know about it because i see posters for it at work at universal but yeah it could think, be missed like yeah, i only I think, know yeah. of it because of yeah like just being on maybe like imdb every once in a while barely yeah, even that not ad- advertised at all yeah it's unfortunate because I, yeah. I much preferred this to bros yeah um and it, it just it actually had some of the beats that Bros had. It it's kind of a rom com for a bit of the movie before everything else sets in, and I, I really dug it. And then I saw a movie called I Love My Dad. It's written and directed and stars James Morrissey. It also stars Patton Oswalt, and it's about yes, a young okay. man who's kind of estranged from his father, and out of desperation, his father catfishes him as a young woman and as cringe as much as you're cringing right now the movie takes it way further (laughs) um i would definitely recommend it i i caught it on vod i think it's on hulu right now i liked it but i was so uncomfortable (laughs) for most of the movie it really pushes the envelope um dude Patton oswald is incredible Morissini is best known for writing, directing, and starring in I Love My Dad, in which Morissini, ba- based on his own experiences. Yikes. Yeah, so it's it's kind of something that happened to him. That's crazy. I literally walked in on, like, it was me. It's me. <laughs> I, it, I <laughs> was texting you, like, the moment. And I the was reveal. like, yeah. what the fuck is this movie? It's int- I, I think it's interesting because it's, it's kind of a balancing acts if you can pull it off and and they kind of i think they do rachel dratch is in it um for a bit i i enjoyed it it's on Hulu. i mean patton has got some chops when he really yeah. when he commits he's a great actor yeah. yeah i love young adults so I'm, I'm a fan it's worth checking out on that note what are we fighting about today Rashawn. hey is a little little gift episode for you it is it is. Today we're talking about The Last Unicorn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just talking. Uh-huh. Tis it. She is a creature of legend. In an age of sorcery and savagery. Well, what have we here? <laughs> Demons. No! And dragons. She may be 
the last unicorn. All I want to know is if you've seen other unicorns like me somewhere in the world. You can find the others if you are brave. They passed down all the roads long ago, and the Red Bull ran close behind them and covered their footprints. Oh, I could never leave this forest. But I must know if I am the only unicorn left in the world. The classic tale. Is now a classic animated the Last Unicorn is a 1982 American animated fantasy film directed by Arthur Rankin Jr. and Jules Bass, written by Peter S. Beagle. It is based on the children's book of the same name. This movie stars Alan Arkin, Jeff Bridges, Angela Lansbury, Christopher Lee, and as the titular last unicorn, the amazing Mia Farrow. Uh, the last unicorn tells the story about a unicorn who discovers that she is the last of her species on Earth, and she teams up with a bumbling magician on a quest to find out what happened to her kind. Uh, she encounters many different magical creatures and individuals on her journey of self-discovery. So this is a gift from mm -hmm. our anniversary. This is the second episode that we've done from our two-year anniversary, the first being Josh's self-gift. So Lacey gave this to me, obviously, because she knows how much I love animation. <laughs> so we sat down and we watched it. This is an animated film from 1982, so kind of took that into account, settled in under a nice little warm blanket, had some cider in my hand, and I watched this movie. Um... The pros. <laughs> Stacked voice cast. Great voice cast. I love the ideas at work in this movie. The idea of the Red Bull, Mommy Fortuna, the idea of Schmendrick. I, I think those are all so original I, I know it's based on a book but it's original to me and I really admire that and I I I I I, <laughs> I tried <laughs> I really tried when you hosted seed of Chucky you didn't mince words <laughs> I will do my best to mince these onions and say that I appreciate this movie but I very much did not like it <laughs> I um yeah so we'll get into it mm -hmm. thank you for this gift I will not return it I opened it it's out of the bag it's yours now <laughs> oh I don't want it uh, <laughs> uh, let me go to Josh first <sighs> Rashawn I want you to keep this episode in. well now, I know you always get mad at me that I'm always pro-Lacey's episodes. Mm -hmm. So what does this count as? Is this your episode or is this Lacey's? Is Seed of Chucky my episode? Is that what you're saying? I mean, you didn't love Seed of Chucky either. No. No, I'm talking to Rashawn. I did not. No. Okay. Well, either way, this movie's kind of a boo-boo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> kind of. Um... There's okay, one... Mella, it's not your turn yet. <laughs> There's one part 
that had me laughing out loud, genuinely not laughing at it, laughing out loud. Uh, the rest of it was, uh, I, I, I watched this at work uh, in between shows and I kind of dreaded, not dreaded, that's really heavy. Every time I sat down, I was like, I gotta finish this. <laughs> I don't want to go on break. <laughs> I'll stay okay. on stage. I'll stay on stage. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, that is actually very surprising. Bella. Oh, man. <laughs> you fucking strike again, dude. Why? Why? This one is for kids. This one is for kids, and yeah. we know it. Okay, cool. Yeah. We're, we're not going to fight about that. All mm-hmm. right. Okay. Kids um, in the 80s, specifically. Yes. <laughs> and you in the 90s. I haven't I even gotten to talk yet. <laughs> yeah, leave her alone. I try to go into these movies with an open mind. I really, I really, really do. And... I try to see it from a point of view of like, okay, one, would I like it as a kid? Because I think that is a good way to go into this specific movie, but like animation where it's like, oh, you know, like I can remember being a kid and loving this sort of thing. But I have never even heard of this until you brought it up. (laughs) Never? I don't, never. I don't think I've even seen a poster, kind of heard of it, heard a song, nothing. And I thought about it. I don't think I would enjoy this as a kid. I think because of the animation style. Now. The kids uh-huh. now. Sure. Right. Yes. You're the kids now. But I think I a kid back then in the 90s. I still don't think I would have. I would have sat through it being like, okay, what's going on? But I don't think I would have ever turned it on again. Even though she's a unicorn, I feel like there's no like special magic to it the way that other animation hat hat like gets me i don't know there's like it was just kind of like all right okay and then that was the end like i feel like the songs didn't have a lot of love it was just very like this is the soundtrack but there's a song like is this a musical i don't know i felt like it was a very bland movie Bland doesn't mean bad. It can still be satisfying if it's bland. Yeah, but like, it's like when you eat crackers by themselves. <laughs> you're what just kind, like, though? Are we talking about saltines or are we talking oh, about saltines, the, not the green, not not the green box? No, all right, not, all right, not all right, the right, clubs. Back up, back up. The Get green box of clubs. Get Ooh, off crackers. Of her. <laughs> Here, Lacey, take my hand. Stand up. It's okay. I'm talking about crackers. <laughs> Objectively, objectively, just talking about plain crackers, the club green boxes are the best. If you're just, you have to eat a cracker out of the box. Yeah, and then Ritz, and then saltine. Ritz, yeah, like, and then whatever. So, Lise, um, yeah. the floor is yours. Obviously, there's a scale. I did not think I would be the closest to you on this scale, but here we are. <laughs> the floor is yours. Listen, this episode was pure spite. Um, <laughs> this episode was a lot of, um, I just, I just really wanted everyone to wriggle. That's, that's what it was. Thank you. Um, I had that question. So you answered, I thought you were going to wait, but you're answering that right off the bat. This uh-huh. is punishment. 
Yeah, okay. no, this is just uh, pure, pure spite. 2023, Lacey. It's a new era, baby. <laughs> <laughs> There's a new villain on the podcast. Can, oh, can you imagine? Listen. Heavy is the head. Heavy is the head. <laughs> <laughs> the last unicorn I remember seeing as a kid and... You know, I had weird animation on in my house at all times, as we have discussed many times. So this is not out of the realm of, like, what I was used to watching. It wasn't one of my go-tos. It wasn't like, a, oh, can we watch The Last Unicorn? But if it was on, I'd watch it. And I, this, I, I will get this out of the way at the start, this movie has no, like, sentimental tie to me, so don't worry about hurting my feelings, <laughs> Joshua. <laughs> but I think the voice acting is so well done. I think, I mean, Mela, I'm so, like, that's uh, the only time I got prickly through all of this was you saying that the animation was, like, what didn't work for you. Because I think the animation is the star of this movie. I think for 1983, especially, like, this is art. This is all hand-drawn art. So as someone who loves animation and appreciates animation, this to me is just a, a it's truly, like, a, a an artistic masterpiece. I think it's really beautifully done. Outside of that, it's just kind of fun. <laughs> it's just kind of silly and spooky and, and fantastical. And it's just like, it's the last unicorn. <laughs> God. All right. I'm stepping out the way. Y'all can get to Alexan. <laughs> um... I'll just say this to your, I think the drawing is great. The animation of the drawing, I don't care for. I, I kind of see what he's saying. Yeah. The design of, of the unicorn, the Red Bull, all that is so beautifully drawn. I don't think it's animated well. I disagree with the unicorn and the Red Bull. I think the animals are done really well. I think the humans are a little caricature but I think the animation of the animals is done really well. I think that unicorn is trying to do something to me with that look she keeps giving me. Joshua! Chill out. I feel like the unicorn, her animation or her drawing is so blah compared to the other animals in the story. Well, the other animals are like grotesque and weird and peg-legged. Yeah, but, like, they're a lot more interesting to look at. And, like, she's supposed to be the one. Like, she's the shit. And she's just, like, a white horse. Like, it's she's, just very, like... <gasps> she is not a horse, Carmela. She is I, a unicorn. She's a mare. <laughs> I do think there's something to the purity. Like, she didn't need all this, all these bells and whistles. She's just a unicorn. And I, I think that contrast is there for a reason. You know, she's not going to be covered in fucking, I don't know, rubies or something. No, I don't even think that I'm asking for, like, her to have stuff on her. But I think even if we're going to get down to, like, the drawing, 
Like, there was, like, no shading or, like, tones of anything. It was just very, like, flat. Yeah, she was, like, Microsoft Paint. You go to the paint can. It is not Microsoft you, Paint. She is a pure white, white click on the horse. stallion. <laughs> Phil. And Phil. she's beautiful. She's I, soft. I do think she's beautiful. Kill that, call that the harmonic, because it's what? Phil. I'm fucking done. Josh. <laughs> Log off. Mainly concerned with disappearing... Unicorns? I thought they only existed in fairy tales. This is a forest, like any other, isn't it? And why do the leaves never fall here? Or the snow? Why is it always spring here? I tell you, there is one unicorn left in the world. And as long as it lives in this forest, we'll find no game to hunt here. Let's turn around. Hunt somewhere else. All right. Stay where you are, poor beast. This is no world for you. Stay in your forest and keep your trees green and your friends protected. And good luck to you, for you are the last. $25 into your Venmo right now for the first person who can sing a full line of music of any song from this movie. I'm alive. I'm alive. It's like two words. That's a whole line. He holds it for a Y'all share of Venmo. It don't count. Yeah, it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> These are the most unmelodic, uncatchy, like almost, they were like somehow the opposite of catchy. It's like, it's like anytime there needed to be exposition, they turned on the synthesizer and just had the actor kind of like, hum words out I yes was like, oh god it's hard to listen to <laughs> at one point it's like later in the movie i think it's oh man what's her name the lady that goes on the quest with him the i don't know where'd she come from uh the maiden right yes molly grew she's singing she's up in there singing and ish like there's no okay voice acting cool but why what are we doing why are we making her sing she's literally just like i'm alive i'm alive like she's just talking really slow and they're like you got it it's it's because what we said the voice acting in this is genuinely so good yeah like it's really funny alan arkin is so funny as schmendrick mm -hmm. but then they sing and I, I understand too it's the it's the recording technology of the eight, early 80s and i know it's never gonna sound correct to our ears now but like what's going on but it's like we can put aside the recording style due to the fact that it's in the 80s yeah that's fine but they're they were not singing <laughs> <laughs> they like were not isn't the little mermaid in the 80s isn't that like 1986 maybe 89 so yes a couple years later but homegirls up in there singing it's it's seven years later, so let's <laughs> right. That's but a I'm big, that's but almost I'm a saying, decade of. But I, of what I'm saying is, it's not. I'm not even on this mic saying what is wrong is the innovation of the recording. Yeah, I'm not. Well, fine. Fuck it. It's the '80s. What I'm saying is, they cannot sing in this movie. It's really people not. singing. It's because there's sing. no tune to this, the music. Right. They're just there's talking. No, there's no melody. There's no like cohesive. I, I, I think I did not like the music, but I think it's 
the group is America, correct? Yes. That sings all the music. That is the style that they went, that they decided to go with. And it does not work for me. <laughs> but I, I understand why it can't be The Little Mermaid. It's because it's not a musical. That movie and all the songs written for it were designed to be a Broadway musical. And they are performed as such. So this is kind of anachronistic at points because it's just music playing on the background. And sometimes yeah. it's it's them singing, but their mouths are not moving. <laughs> so I'm not defending it, but I'm defending it because that is just like the bold choice that they made. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> Y'all, let's see Spotify wrapped from last year. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I like it because I'm just like accepting that this is an old movie. It's definitely not Little Mermaid, but I feel like the music fits tonally what this movie is. Like, I feel like it works for what this movie is. So it does not bother me at all. I'm like, every time the movie starts and we get that like harpsichord, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. I can't disagree with anything you said other than the fact of liking it. I think it fits. <laughs> I think it's I when it when music happened, I was just like, okay, like it goes. But <laughs> that doesn't make them singers at the end. <laughs> I'm not saying it does. I'm not saying it does. I'm just saying it works. I'm here now. <laughs> oh, and where were you 20 years ago, 10 years ago? Where were you when I was new? When I was one of those innocent young maidens you always come to? How dare you? How dare you come to me now when I am this? see her? Do you really know what she is? If you had been waiting to see a unicorn as long as I have. She's the last unicorn in the world. It would be the last unicorn in the world. I have a positive. Dude, the butterfly had me <laughs> cracking the fuck up. Nah, here's where we part ways, dude. Dude, it was... It's, then just say my name. Rumpelstiltskin. Gotcha. Like, what? <laughs> That is, I didn't get it. <laughs> he can't hold a conversation, and I think that's the point of his character. All mm -hmm. he does is regurgitate stories and songs that he's heard throughout his travels. And he's he like, like the Giacomo from Thumbelina. Uh, can you give me another? Nah, he's like the weatherman from the Phantom Tollbooth. Oof. He's like, <laughs> he's, clo he's like Clopin from Hunchback. Not, uh, in, not in personality, but in function. Killing me, dude. Every non sequitur, every new topic he brought up, which was every line, I was like, oh, this movie's gonna be okay. We're gonna be alright. But he also, he also kind of felt like the character that you put in to keep the kids' attention and to sell toys. Because he felt a little Olaf-y. Mm -hmm. Or yeah. just like, it, he didn't feel in tune with the mythic fantastic element of the movie even though he's a butterfly 
it, it felt like if this movie was made 10 years later, he's voiced by Robin Williams. Aww. You know what I mean? Not just the genie from also, uh, what's it called? Uh, character, Ferngully. Mm-hmm. He's that trope. Non sequiturs, just like keep kids' attention or keep kids that are 31 years old's attentions and like. <laughs> God damn. Be nice to me. me no, me. <laughs> I'm talking about me. I don't know. I, he made me laugh. Lacey, I'll yeah. start. I'll let you lead this segment. Outside of the unicorn. Favorite voice performance. Because obviously Mia Farrow does a great job. She really uh, does. Mm-hmm. Um, shame about the script, but she did a great <laughs> job. <laughs> I love Angela Lansbury as Mommy Fortuna. I love it because this was her first voiceover, like big voiceover job. And then she went on to do Mrs. Potts and the Grand Duchess. And, you know, she went on to do all these iconic, kind female leads. Like, I know she, you know, has her roots in Sweeney Todd. But it's just fun to see her embodying a bad guy. I loved her. And, I mean, how do you not love Christopher Lee, the villain of all villains? Frickin' frack. Y'all have any? <laughs> um, aside from the I, the butterflies lines were fun. Alan Arkin, I think, was he. Alan Arkin's delivery was the same. I feel like that you'd see in a 2020 movie. Like his his joke cadence and his just like it felt so modern, which I liked. I know that doesn't like kind of click, but it uh, he was the other reason that I kept watching with a smile on my face from time to time was his his line delivery taylor i loved it i think alan arkin was awesome i agree with with everything everyone said (laughs) she didn't like anybody (laughs) nobody (laughs) no i i did i think i really do think the voice acting was good because for a while angela lansbury i didn't even know it was her Mm -hmm. because i'm so obviously so used to in my mind the classic angela angela lansbury sweet mrs potts voice and then when i went on to imdb i was like oh okay now i hear it that i know but when i was watching it i I never picked it up but yeah i mean we kind of nailed them all so i agree with everything (laughs) (laughs) what about you rashawn i i didn't like his character but i thought jeff bridges was really good i think Uh, he had the worst dialogue I just didn't. I didn't quite get his his deal. Yeah, me either. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't. Deal. I didn't see that the switch from like to love or dislike mm-hmm. to love. That was crazy. Did you know he volunteered to be part of this movie for free? Crazy. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> Look and looking he, like he did in the eighties. <laughs> Shit. He wanted to be part of it. Jeff, why? And I'm pretty sure he recommended he recommended somebody for the music. I don't know if it was the group or if it was Jeff. the composer, but one of our nation's greats for free. He wanted to be part of it. I mean, I don't know that he actually did it for free, but he offered to. That's how much he wanted to be part He's of it. He's a nepo baby. It's fine. Who is daddy? 
John Bridges. John Bridges. <laughs> John Bridges? He invented bridges. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> the London Bridge was invented. <laughs> that's Fergie's then. Oh, that's right. Editing Rashawn play London Bridge. But no. Rashawn don't know Fergie like that. <laughs> I know London Bridge, you dork. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to ask Lace. Yeah. If I can drop a word that I've refrained from using in the past year or so. Vignettes. Say it. A little bit, right? (laughs) (laughs) I still haven't said it. There. Great. It's entirely. Yeah, it's all vignettes. It's all. Okay. Yeah. I liked in the beginning when she's being captured by Fortuna and the whole kind of circus vibe of the nightmare alley-ish part mm-hmm. and i love the power of you know this is a snake but you can see it as like this and it's a horse but i'm gonna put another horn on it. like i loved that part of it and then it just kept changing form and i was like what's what's this movie doing to me <laughs> is that part of the appeal to you or or you're just along for the ride. No, I'm just out. I'm just along for the ride with the last unicorn. Like it's just it's it. yeah, it's it feels like vignettes. It feels like chapters from the book. Mm-hmm. Um as she's going on this epic adventure to discover her her herd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So I'm just I'm just along for it. It feels I don't know. I feel like the movie does a pretty good job of leading you from one one to the next. Like they, they don't feel disconnected to me. They definitely I mean they feel like different chapters, but we are led to each place with her. So it doesn't no place feels jarring or out of place to me. It all works. Do you know, do you know what was jarring? Hmm. What? Those bird titties. <laughs> Dude. She home? wasn't a bird. She was a she harpy. Was a harpy. That whole scene was. We could talk about that whole scene for the whole episode. That was crazy. <laughs> that dude. The the violence. The curb stomp. The curb stomp, but then the implied violence that was almost worse. Like you know, it's always worse <laughs> in your imagination. But also when it cuts back and she's like pulsating red like she's bowser at the end of a boss fight in mario you know what i mean like why is she pulsating red like that do you know what i'm talking about yeah 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 i took it as like the red was like blood it's like like, injury yeah the harpy we just had the harpies back you couldn't even see fortuna and she was like pulsating red like her body was yeah it was like how do we show like she's beating her ass without actually drawing blood (laughs) Just kicking the shit out of her, dude. <laughs> but why it, those things have to be... The nipples, the nipples are so pointy. Get out of the mic. Josh. Just in case there's any kids listening. I don't want them to hear. Baby Harpy needs some milk. I mean, Ew, Carmella. No, there's no miss on those things either. You la- you're latching on them joints. It's just like... Pew. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Lace... We've lost them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that happens in the first 20 minutes of the movie, and I knew from that point on, as soon as both of them pointed it out, I was like, they're out. 
they're not going to even try <laughs> anymore. Great. Well, because then, uh, what's his face? Schmidrick. Mm-hmm. He like conjures up that other lady with the tiggos. Mm-hmm. Like, like a weird tree. Robin Hood scene? Yeah, the, oh, the tree. tree. Bro, the tree. <laughs> <laughs> the tree was I can't crazy. Say anything. The tree was crazy. I was just like, oh, goddamn. And then she's just like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> I read, you know, the bad reviews on this just to see what people were saying. And some people are just like, okay, it sucked. I didn't get it, whatever. But then you have like the granola moms that are like, I would never show this to my kids. There are too many breasts. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> relax. As a kid, you're not thinking about it. You're just like, oh, shit. No. You like giggle. If I was just... a kid and I saw that tree, I'd be confused and rocked up. Yeah, I was like, kid? you're not a you're not a little boy. A little okay, boy would, maybe. Yeah. But I, I also feel like if I was a mom, I would just be like, whatever. also and also the moment where the spell gets broken and he's leaving the tree it returns to a tree but it's still like shaped like jessica rabbit it's like yeah body why are you doing that just make it be a normal tree well i'm guessing because the tree looked like that already so he right because the spell the spell was like it's gonna look it'll look like a a whatever a griffin or whatever if Mm -hmm. the person wants it to look like that right so smendrick smendrick wanted to fuck that tree no the, period. In the first he can't place. control his magic yet. It only comes when it's necessary. He can't and control he it yet. <laughs> <laughs> he can't control it yet. Quit it. So he sees a tree. Okay, so he sees a tree like that. He can't control his magic, his boners. And so it turns it do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, yeah. I get he sees it. the tree. It's a little twofer. And then once he has the post nut clarity, <gasps> magic Josh. Post, you said you understood what I was talking about. Yeah, but it's an animated movie. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> with those eyes, with those unicorn eyes and those tree curves. Tree curves? Uh, Lace, have you read the book? I have not. I really, really want to, though. Is I it really a full-on book to. or is it like yeah. a picture book? It's a full-on. Are there pictures? Okay, Josh. <laughs> it's a full chapter book. He wrote a few things afterwards, but refused to write a sequel because this it was really hard for him to write and then get published. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It seems like such a classic tale that would be easily published. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is also, a, a, like, at the height of Narnia and, like, when he was getting published, it was the height of Narnia and the lord of the rings you know the hobbit stuff so even princess and the goblin like these other epic fantasies so you are a true wizard now as you always wished does it make you happy well men don't always know when they're happy but i i think so and you i am a little afraid to go home I have been mortal, and some part of me is mortal yet. I'm no longer like the others. For no unicorn was ever born who could regret. But now I do. I regret. I am sorry. I have done you evil, and I cannot undo it. No. Unicorns are in the world again. No sorrow will live in me as long as that joy. Save one. And I thank you for that part, too. 
Farewell, good magician. I will try to go home. Is there any kind of, uh, obviously, if one person that has seen this more than once on the pod, not in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, um, I watched the movie and then went to Letterboxd and I was like, wow, this is no people like it. This is really people well like reviewed. It. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. but one of the top reviews I saw that was like a three and a half or four star was I can understand why people who didn't grow up watching this don't like it. There's definitely, like, a nostalgia factor. There's definitely, like, I don't know. I don't know how to ex- – it's just weird. It's weird and and, yeah. and beautiful. But, like, that's that's kind of how I feel about it. Like, I understand if people don't get it. I understand if people don't like it. But I still think it's a, a, a movie worth seeing, worth watching. That's, that's what she said about me and our wedding vows. You're weird and nostalgic? I'm weird and she gets it if people don't – like it Josh she thinks it's a movie worth watching that's very sweet (laughs) did you say that Lee? no (laughs) no I didn't (laughs) moving on having said that you've seen this more than once Uh is there any kind of message or allegory that you've picked up on or placed on the movie I saw some people kind of talking about maybe like a trans allegory that maybe like a postmodern dissertation of it would probably think but in 82 maybe not so much but is there something that you're like oh i've always thought this was a movie about this story is about family and community and honestly individualism and and pride i i think the central story is her trying to find her other people like her other unicorns like her she wants to find the other unicorns and i think there i i I saw the allegory the trans allegories you were talking about of like not feeling like your body matches what's going on inside and there's the whole transformation she goes through two-thirds of the way through the movie and then that struggle of okay, but this feels right, but if I, you know, and her identity crisis, and when she transforms back into the unicorn, the whole power of the story is that she does remember. So she's changed by this experience. She's changed by the people that she's encountered and she's traveled with. She may not be the last unicorn, but she's still the only unicorn of her kind because she has experienced regret and she has experienced love. And those are two things that set her apart. Being mortal. Being mortal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting that, you know, obviously we're looking back on it. It was 30 years. um, But lear kind of declares his love for her immediately and then when he finds out who she really is he he stands by that and Mm -hmm. people are telling him no you can't you can't love her she's actually a unicorn and he he's steadfast in his love and so i thought after reading some things about it that that was really interesting i mean it's quite it's quite beautiful rajan of a huge bummer for you what actually 40 years ago Ooh, not for me baby i'm 21 (laughs) (laughs) 
Anything else anyone needs to get off their chest? I just yes. thought the the line of her saying, I would rather die than be a human was pretty crazy. <laughs> Same. Like, in, like, like, oh, shit. All right. She's not <laughs> fucking with this human form. <laughs> <laughs> like, period. I, I do want to address what you were mentioning at the end there. So was Prince, what's his name? Lear? Lear. Lear. Was he implying that he was going to fuck that horse? Josh. Josh, let's play a game. <laughs> wait, wait, can I talk about one more thing? Go. <laughs> My favorite scene in the whole movie is that final scene on the beach. I love when she transforms back in the, into the unicorn and she finds her strength and her power and she starts countering the bull and drives the bull into the ocean i love the animation of the waves cresting and the unicorn faces breaking through until they're trampling over in the waves i think that is peak 80s nostalgia animation for me and watching them then crest the mountainside and up into the castle like are they perfectly character accurate unicorns no but like they're small and delicate and moving lively through the mountains and i just think it's so i just love watching that scene i think it's so cool i felt hella bad for the bull why he's a bad guy yeah he's he didn't know he's just an animal and he didn't even kill any of them he just put them out into the sea and that's all he knows you know it's not his fault okay josh <laughs> I want to play a game. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. guessing games. Come on, board. Board, play with me. Riddle me that. I don't know what to expect from this. I don't know either. Uh, so this game is called The Last Cinephile. The this movie is centered around. A very unique individual who's the last of their kind. So we are going to play a little movie trivia about milestones or first or only or records held in the film industry. Just basic trivia. Buzz in when you have the answer. Person with the most points wins. Anytime. Uh, I promise that though this kind of spans a lot of film history, this is all about movies that we are all aware of and have seen for the most part whenever you preface a game like that (laughs) more often than not there's at least a couple answers where we don't get it and then we look like fucking idiots he's like well i know about the movie (laughs) well i know about warner herzog's first film uh, uh, death in the german ocean how did you not know it's like i don't fucking know oh you thought you were just gonna punish me and get away with it (laughs) be for real (laughs) ready Question number one. Remember, this is about unicorns in the film industry. Who is the oldest and youngest acting winners at the Oscars? Josh. I'm going to say youngest for sure. I'm going to say Anna Paquin. That is incorrect. Oh, fuck. Honeycomb from Beasts of the Southern Wild. Oh, shit. Winners. Not, Not nominees. Quavenjane oh. Wallace was nominated, but she did not win. Lacey. 
Not no, he didn't win. Jacob Tremblay, or Room? No, he was not nominated. That's a travesty. Yeah, very much. Whatever. You don't get that movie without him. Mm-hmm. No, the oldest acting winner was two years ago. Anthony Hopkins was eighty-three when he won for The Father. Oh wow! Oh. Broke the record held by Peter O'Toole, and the youngest was Paper Moon actress Tatum O'Neill. She was 10 when she won Best mm. Supporting Actress. How old was Anna Paquin? She was 11. 11. Son of a biscuit. That's okay. Look at that. We didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought someone would get the Anthony Hopkins one. I When I pictured, I don't know I don't know why, you, you, this is not your fault, but when, when you read it, I was like, it has to be their first time winning. So, you know what mm. I mean? That's, so Anthony yeah, Hopkins wasn't even in the ballpark. Yeah. Kind of forgot he won. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next question. What is the first film to be released in Panavision? This movie came out in 1960. Oh, easy. Got it. Josh. Uh, Peter Pan. Ah. Uh, Josh. Uh, Josh has a negative one. <laughs> Me when I lie. <laughs> <laughs> 1960? I don't even know what Panavision is. I will give a clue. So be ready. This is one of my favorite films of all time. Carmel. Singing in the Rain. No, that was 52. Oh, you just told me this. <laughs> is it? Can I try again? No. Ah! Uh, the, the, the apartment. Fucking knew it. God damn it. <laughs> so Josh has zero points. Hey, Josh has I have zero one. points. I have one. Even doubt. Nah, he's uh, acting stupid. <laughs> I made one funny joke. Uh. <laughs> okay, next question. Name the first SNL sketch to become a feature film. Uh, Tommy Boy? That's incorrect. This isn't right. Not at the Roxbury. No, too late. Josh, I don't know if this was like a a a feature film or a TV movie, but I'll just say Coneheads. That was a feature film, but Mm. that was the nineties. Really? Uh, The Blues Brothers. Mm. Oh, that was eighties, huh? Nineteen eighty. Damn. When was the Coneheads? It just feels like it's. I feel like it was like ninety. Ninety-three. Uh, Josh is in the lead with one point. Next question. <laughs> the first feature animation film released in Cinemascope was? I regret this. <laughs> <laughs> Disney's The Snow White and Seven Doors in 1936. It is a Walt Disney feature. I don't know what Cinemascope is. I am not the last cinephile. Yes, Josh. I'm going allegory. I mean, I'm going. Uh, uh, I'm going alliteration, not allegory. My bad. I must say Cinderella. Cinemascope Cinderella. That is incorrect. Mella, one last guess. Is it um, Steamboat Willie? First feature animation in Cinemascope was Lady and the Tramp. Mm. Oh, that's right. It has a little thing at the beginning. Next question. The only actress of color that has won Best Actress is who? Wait. Basic. Halle no. Berry. That is correct. 
okay. What? <laughs> All of us like thought a, you were tricking us. Me too. I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, because I said of color or not black? No, I just felt like uh, it was a fucking trick. Yeah. I don't know why. Can anyone for another point tell me what movie she won for? Josh. Monsters Ball. And can anyone tell me what year? That's got to be... Oh, no. 2006. She also won 2007. when Denzel Washington won for Training Day. Damn. I thought Monsters Ball was older than that. 2001? That is correct. What the fuck? <laughs> Everybody's on the board. <laughs> Yay. Josh is in the lead with two. The first feature film to be released on DVD was... Ooh, I've heard this before. The Mask, starring Jim Carrey. That's a great answer. That is a great answer. Let's just let's just go. Let's keep. Let's go with the Matrix. Too late. Wouldn't that be cool though? (laughs) 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 You know what I mean? Like technology. Um, I'm gonna go with something about Mary. Twister. 1997. Ooh, that's oh, fucking awesome. Cool. Yo, they're making a sequel and I'm so excited. Yes. It's the director of Minari, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, the first feature film to be released on Blu-ray. Oof. This was a test release. Yes, Lisa. Oh, no. I. This is also a favorite movie of mine. Test release? That we have done on the pod. Yes, Josh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was going to say Kill Bill, but we haven't done that on the pod yet. Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. Oh, my God. What? What? See, that's why I did something about Mary, because it's just, like, random as fuck. Yeah. It is random as fuck. Next, (laughs) Unicorn, the only R-rated film to cross $1 billion at the box office. Ooh. Lacey. Deadpool. Very close. Deadpool 2. Very close. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. it was, but it was unseated by this movie. No way. Josh. Is it it Logan? No. That's a fucking movie right there, bro. Let me tell you what. (laughs) Suicide Squad. Joker. Joker? Oh, yeah. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What is the first Disney Broadway musical. Lacey. Beauty and the Beast? That's correct. Yeah. Oh. See, these are fucking tricking me. (laughs) I'm second guessing. All right. Listen carefully. The first feature film with a digitally created CGI character who is the main character. Josh. I'm nervous that this was hand-drawn. And I'm gonna, whatever. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Hand-drawn. This came out in 1995. We I all know. have seen this, and we love it. I think. I'm pretty sure. I got it. 1995. Hand-drawn. I mean, non-hand-drawn. <laughs> CGI. Ooh. Wait. It's in a live action? Yes. Oh, Armella. This is later and delete it. Just Keep it. Say, say it. it. Lover. 
<laughs> I was going to say Flubber is a joke. <laughs> I don't think Flubber was that much later. No. I, I thought it was like maybe like 2000. I, I don't think so. I think it's like 98. Basically. I had it locked and loaded as a joke. I have so. no guess. Mighty Joe It's 1997. Young. Casper. You're oh. fucking kidding me. Yeah. All these are very obvious in hindsight. Uh-huh. This actress won both an Oscar and a Razzie in the same year. Josh. Sandra Bullock. That's correct. For what? For the same thing? She won for The Blind Side and All About Steve. Oh, yeah. She showed up to collect both. Because she's a fucking goddess. And the last question. What is the only film... With an all-black cast, director, and screenwriter to win Best Picture. Lacey. Moonlight. And we have a tie. <laughs> Beat me on the hand raise. I have a tiebreaker. Let's do it. No looking. During the pandemic, what was the highest grossing movie at the 2020 domestic box office? Josh. Sonic the Hedgehog. That's incorrect. Lacey. Oh, I think that was 2019. I was too depressed in 2020. I don't remember any movies from that year. It's one of the few movies that was released in theaters first. It is a sequel. Uh, Oh, uh, Godzilla v. Kong. No. Can I just try for funsies? Sure. Is it Trolls World Tour? No. It's a live action. Yeah, start giving us hands. Action comedy. Starring one of the biggest movie stars in the world. Deadpool 2. <laughs> so I'm going to get that movie on the list. <laughs> Action comedy. It's a buddy movie. A buddy cop 20, 21 Jump Street? 22 Jump Street. Nope. Nope. The third installment in this franchise. Oh! Josh. Is it Bad Boys 3? Yes. Bad Whoa. Boys for Life. Hey, uh, editing Rashawn, play the entirety of the Reggie scene from Bad Boys 2. Stop producing me. <laughs> you know you kind of want to, though. But I will not, because it's you. <laughs> Josh is the last cinephile. Aww. Barely. He's dropped Barely. away. With the most bedrooms, bedroomist eyes you've ever seen. Ever. Sleepy. <laughs> I'm going home to my wife, the tree. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a tree. No, the you're not. Tree. You're no, you're no longer my wife. My it's wife the is tree. the tree. Oh, what a way I to see. find out we're getting a divorce. I'm sorry. I'm the last cinephile. That means you all you three are gone. The uh, well, I hope you live out the rest of your days very happily in the arbolus. You're in the ocean. Look out for sharks. The who? <laughs> Arbols. Arbolis. Arbolis. My favorite part. Wrapping things up, I think we can all come to the conclusion that The Last Unicorn is a faithful question mark. No, we can't say that. Nobody's read it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Is a beautifully drawn fantasy with a dynamite voice cast 
and beautiful messages about love and hope and being exactly who you are inside. Sweet. Sweet. And Lacey's not a great gift giver. Oh, okay. Neither are you. <laughs> that wasn't my gift. My gift is my a phantom gift. thread. My and gift you're is Krampus. It. it was Krampus's gift. You're Krampus. It wasn't Krampus. It was you got dragged to hell. Can we t- do you want me to play it again? <laughs> <laughs> my gift was awesome. Shut up, Self love, baby. Speaking of gifts, we end each episode. With a quick round of six degrees of separation, connecting an actor from this week's movie to an actor from next week's also gift movie. So, who can find the fastest connection between Alan Arkin and Rosemary Dewitt? Did you just make that name up? Yes, I did. (laughs) Can I get one project? No, every time I do this, you win. You win. Rachel getting married. Congrats, I'm not going to win. You didn't say what project. It's true. I can't think of like anything. For either of them. <laughs> I got a bunch for Alan Arkin, but I can't participate. <clears throat> I don't follow. Oh, uh, I got it. Oh, ah! damn. Alan Arkin was in Edward Scissorhands with Johnny Depp, who was in Through the Looking Glass with Anne Hathaway, who was in Rachel Getting Married. With Damn! Yes. yes? Yay. Well done, Mel. Good to. Thanks, Rashawn. You kind of gave us that one. Congrats, Josh. Congrats, Mella. Thank you. Congrats, Lace, for your gift-giving skills. Thanks. They're so good. <laughs> At least you know how to wrap a present. I, I don't sure know if do. It's the best present in the world. Okay. <laughs> That's it for this very special gift episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we would love if you like, subscribe, follow us. Follow us on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Cinephile Attack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode, if you want to give us a gift or you just want to show us some love, email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Rashad, Mella, Josh, and Lacey. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you next week at the movies. Bye.